Ballers Edition podcast. It's August 28th, 2022. We're about five, six way away, five, six weeks away from the NBA training camp. We've been on a little bit of a summer hiatus, and we're back now to discuss what things are looking like, what's going on, and discuss a little bit of the summer hoops. Baller, how you been, man? I'm all right, man. You know, I'm eager to get back. Enjoying your summer? So far, you know, trying to stay busy, been doing a lot of basketball stuff, a lot of private training. You know, a lot of my young guys are trying to get prepared for the upcoming season. Mm. Tryouts are starting now, you know, so okay, it's a lot of that stuff, a lot of details, you know. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Where do we begin with the, I don't know, I kind of found this, it started off kind of, um, I would say the, the summer. You know, free agency started off a little strong, and then we had a lot of buzz, and then it kind of died, you know? Mm-hmm. Everybody mm-hmm. was waiting on to see what was going to happen with KD. The KD domino was supposed to fall. I was supposed to send Kyrie. The Kyrie domino would have fell, which would have landed Donovan Mitchell somewhere. But here yeah. we are, five, six weeks out, and everybody's where they started. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, you know? I, I- I think that was that was my guess. That was my prediction is that nothing was going to happen, that they both would be back in Brooklyn and that it was all talk, you know, and that it was all good for the the pundits and the, the talking heads who could speculate and, you know, put all these hypothetical trades in front of us and then say who would work, who is this, who is that, and then and, and none of it ended up happening anyway, yeah. you know. And then you hear, you see the Katie thing where, it was like hashtag blame KD because I guess Pat Bev got cheesed and made some statements about how a lot of guys didn't get picked up from by teams because all these teams are trying to put these packages together to try and make a play for KD. Mm. So there's all kinds of free agents just kind of sitting at home because teams didn't really want to make any moves until they figured out what was going to happen with that. Yeah. Which is pretty interesting. I never considered that or thought about it, but of course, you know, of course, you know yeah. what I mean. Something that big on the market, you know, what I mean, you can't you can't commit to anything. You know, mm-hmm. I think there was a couple of teams early. I guess Miami figured that they didn't really want to blow up their team, so they kind of mm-hmm. exited that that talk early. Phoenix, the same thing. It was just Brooklyn's asking price was was just way too high, in my opinion. It didn't seem like anything could get done unless somebody was really desperate. And the only team that desperate in the NBA is is the, the LA Lakers. <laughs> and they just didn't have the assets to be that desperate. You know what I mean? They could have been desperate, but it's like they just didn't have the assets to pull it off. Everybody else was sort of comfortable where they were. And they didn't want to do anything too drastic. And I, I do think that does speak to KD's where he's at right now a little bit. Where I don't think... I think teams look at him, he's 34, and and they're kind of saying, even if we have to blow up a lot to get him, we don't think it's enough to make us a championship team. And I think really that's really, I think that's really the story. I think if it was anybody else, or I think at a different time, I think teams would have done whatever it took to go and get him. I just think it was like, if I got to give up, you know, somewhat of a quality star, and... A lot, a lot of my future, it's just not enough to win. Like you're saying, yeah. the Toronto Raptors are like, I'm not giving up Scotty Barnes. 
Like, you know, we wouldn't give up Scotty Barnes for, for Kevin Durant. And it's like, yeah, the, everybody in the league was saying that when it came to young talent. Nah, we're good. Because I don't think they felt it was enough to bring them over the edge, to be honest with you. That, that and I think people are just starting to understand that this whole ring chasing and super team and stars moving around is starting to get old and it's starting to show itself in terms of what is left behind. You know, I think people are just looking at it and saying, yo, if we do this, we're going to compromise the future of our organization for a decade at least. So we better win almost every year or it doesn't make any kind of sense at all. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think, I don't think teams are really wanting to go through that headache. I mean, look at what has happened. You know, you start having to uh, fire coaches. You have to start training players every year. You got all kinds of issues. And then the fact is, is you don't even know if he's going to stay. Like he could just decide two years in that he's ready to go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's starting to get old now. I think, you know, if you don't have players that are willing to commit and you know that they're going to stay and they're going to honor their word, then it's just too risky to invest with a guy that you just know that if his, you know, if his mood changes, he may just decide that it's time to, to exit, you know, and I don't think teams want to go through that. I don't think if I'm a general manager, I definitely would not want to take on something like that. It's a lot of headaches at any given moment you're going to be getting a phone call where the guy's saying that he wants to, wants to leave. I, I think you'd be giving away your power. You know what I mean? You'd, you'd literally be at the mercy of that guy. And I don't think anybody wants to be at the mercy of KD. I, just, I, I don't think so. I think, I think people would have been willing to be at the mercy of him, but I don't think they felt like he's enough. To, like you're looking at the championship landscape. You're like, it's just not enough. Not, it's, it's almost like the NBA is almost less guaranteed now than it's ever been. The championships aren't just guaranteed, you know, with just pure talent. It's like, yo, some things could go wrong. Injuries could really happen. You need to have a deep bench going into the playoffs. You can't be so heavily reliant on a big three star. It's just, you know, as much as we think like, yo, you know, there's a lot of talent here and it could happen. Brooklyn really is the notice for the league. Like, yo, they had these guys. They had the talent. They just couldn't string it together because things happen. And it's like, do you really want to risk it all on him being his track record? They're like, nah, bro, we're good. You know what I mean? We're good. Like, the only player in the last, there's only a couple players that I think you'd probably take that risk on. And that's why I'm saying, like, if you said to me Giannis was available, I think they give up. I think a team gives up seven draft picks and a young star to get Giannis. I really do. I really honestly do. It it completely catapults them in a different direction. I really don't think KD does the same on the other end. I think KD is a great player. But right now you're looking at it. You're like, we kind of seen him in the in the last, you know, two years in the playoffs. It's not something earth shattering. It's it's great performances, but it's not completely carrying an organization, putting them on your back and walking them to the Eastern Conference Finals or something like that. So that's not what we're seeing. I'm not doing it for that. Because if well, you I- if you get him, you're still gonna need a great team around him in order to do it. 
So you can't mortgage everything and, and put some pieces together. You need to have a great established team and bring him in and make that work. It's the only way you get a championship. Yeah, and I think the league is a little bit more balanced in terms of the start. You know what I mean? Like, it's not such a crazy gap between certain stars at this point. You know what I mean? Like, the gap between Tatum and KD is not that far. You know what I mean? So that now you will need the team around it because you have a guy that's relatively comparable that can do a lot of the scoring that he can do. You know, so I think that's also a factor here. Like when you think of a guy like LeBron or Giannis, the reason those two guys are worth doing something like that is because they do a lot of things on the basketball floor other than just score. You know what I mean? Like they affect so much on the floor, whereas KD mostly is going to just score. He's not really a a rebounding-minded type of guy. He's not really going to try and block any shots like that. He's not going to do a ton on that side of the floor where it's going to be such an important piece to his game. It's like mostly he's going to score. He's going to score efficiently. And that's the gist of it. You know, whereas a guy like Giannis is going to block some shots. He's going to get some rebounds. He's going to score. He's going to get your team in foul trouble. He's going to just do a lot. You know, LeBron in a similar way. So I think if you're not getting a player like LeBron or Giannis where they're doing so much, then yeah, I think you can find guys in a league that can score relatively close to what KD can do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And and that's why, like, I kind of say that where it's like, you know, there's only certain handful of guys. Like, I would do it for Jokic. No, I would do it for Jokic. I, you know what? I would even do it for Luca. I would Mm-mm. more rather mortgage everything I have to get Luca than I would for KD, because of just everything that you basically said. Like those guys have everything in them to carry the entire team. We could make some stuff work. We could make some adjustments. I'll figure it out later. That's the way I would look at it. These guys more are Luka. so good. More, more Jokic than not Luca. I, I, you know me. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm just not with I, I that. Would, I would do Luca. I would do Luca, for sure. I would do Luca. I would do Jokic. Um, I would do Giannis. I would do. I wouldn't do LeBron right now because he's just you know he's older. Not to knock on him, but yeah, those guys for sure. I think I I would make all of the moves to get them, just based on everything that they bring to the table. I would, you know, even to a lesser degree. There's a lot that I would give up for a John Morant. You know what I mean? And so he's a step below those guys, in my opinion, in terms of what I'd be willing to give up. But Probably only Curry. Curry, Curry probably, Curry. possibly. Steph, too. Steph, yeah. too, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steph. Yeah. Steph, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, like, that's where, that, that's yeah. where I'm looking at KD. And when we talk about his legacy... And, you know, what's going to be, what he's going to be most remembered for. And I'm thinking of it, and people have ta- talked about it a lot, especially over the summer. Charles Barkley's going crazy right now. Um, but the the knock is on his legacy. Is he a bus driver? Is he, you know, what is he, you know, long term? What's his what's his story in, the, in terms of the basketball legacy, in terms of the game? And to be honest, I'm like, yeah, like... He's had a great career. He's pretty good, but you know, 
He's he's just yeah, yeah. He's, not, he's just you know what I mean. Like <laughs> I love him. I don't want to knock him too much. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's a guy I, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you mean. You know what's funny? Yeah. You know what I thought of when you were just doing that? Like I can feel you. You know, I guess we got this little psychic connection thing because I know where you're going, and it's funny because what made me where I went to was Birdman on the Breakfast Club when he just was like, yo, you're going to have to put some respect on my name. Yeah. Like, I can just see KD pulling up in one of these studios and just ice <laughs> grilling somebody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just, uh, just sitting there and they're just supposed to interview him. And yeah. he's just staring at the man who was talking the most smack. He's just like, yo, like, what's up? You know what I mean? Yeah. Not even answering no questions. And he's just like, yo, just put some respect on my name, bro. Yeah. And then the man just looks at him like, what do you mean? He's like, yo, put some respect on my name. And then they say, so what else? He's just like, yo, I'm done. And just leaves. You know what I mean? Like, because that's what it's seeming like. Like, as you're talking and as I'm rolling through my mind for all the things that have been going on, and I heard the Barkley thing recently, and Shannon's going in now, and I'm like, man, you know, I don't know if I've ever had, I've never I don't think I've ever seen a superstar because this guy's a superstar. Yeah, be as disrespected as this guy. Like the lack of respect, I've never seen before. Not for a star in the NBA. You know what I mean? I don't think I've ever seen a guy not have a certain degree of respect where everybody's in awe. Like everyone knows the guy's nice, but and again, who knows? It's just an era, I guess. Too maybe it's just you know people just like to talk crazy and now we're getting used to that now so and then him responding it just adds fuel to that i guess and the burner accounts and the, you know like it's just i don't know i've never seen nothing like this though you know what i mean where a guy just people just take shots you know what i mean and it's it's not like anybody's overly worried or concerned you know what i mean maybe he does have to pull up on somebody you know what i mean maybe he does need to to show up one day and do a straight face-to-face interview with one of these guys. You know what I mean? So that instead of the back and forth where there's a delay, it's like right there on the spot. Like maybe Barkley and Durant one day on the inside the NBA. You know what I mean? <laughs> Something like that I think would be, it, it, it'd be perfect for TV, you know? And I think he needs it. I think he needs to go there at some point in his career or else I think it's going to impact the way he's looked at down the road. I think this stuff is going to live on and it's going to create a, a distorted point of view about who he is and what he's represented in the league. Because I remember what he represented when he first got into the NBA and that's not the same thing right now. You know what I mean? I, I think he's going to have to think about that and make sure that the right story gets told when it's all said and done. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. My point. Yeah, like I don't I don't know what he he can't his his legacy is just tied to that Golden State team, man. And prior to that, like even without the championships, people would have looked at him differently, man. I'm telling you, it's just it's that Golden State thing that just puts such a heavy stain on it. And the simple mm. fact that I think the biggest thing with KD is that he makes a lot of decisions out of emotion. You know, so he makes a lot of emotional decisions 
And those emotional decisions are what people are attacking. And so even in the right moment, like he'll use anger and, and a lot of things like, you think about it, even the move to go to Brooklyn, he's fresh out of injury, injuring himself in the finals. You know what I mean? He doesn't give time to really rehab. It's like, yo, as soon as the finals end, free agency starts, he's out. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of it is like, I think he does blame, I think he did blame the ownership a lot. I think he blamed the general manager for even putting him back in the game. I think he did want to play, but I think somebody should have talked him out of it. I think he's upset at the whole situation, and then he just wanted to move on because, again, that entire season, the Draymond Green thing happened, the media narrative on him, all of that stuff, and he made an emotional decision to leave Golden State and go to Brooklyn. And so... He's stuck in the situation that he's in now, and then the media hates coming back again even stronger. And then it's like, yo, let me make another emotional decision. And so you have these series of emotional decisions that people look at, and they're like, yo, bro, what's wrong? What, what is this guy doing? It doesn't make any sense. And then they're attacking him because, again, now that there's those people are sharks, so they now they see blood in the water because now they know that he's an emotional guy, and they feel... This is what I could keep poking at. And they're going to keep poking, 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 and poking him. Because, again, the era we do live in is sensationalize the hell out of something, you know. I'm going to get 50,000, 100,000 likes out of it just by doing it. So attacking KD might be the easiest thing. Why? Because he might respond. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's kind of like the, the rap scenario. If you sort of went at 50 Cent, you, you kind of know that 50 Cent will go back at you. So you chose the right guy to have a beef with, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's the 50 Cents in this scenario. And LeBron's like Jay-Z. You go at Jay-Z, he might never respond to you. Mm-hmm. Or he'll send a subliminal shot and people have to guess whether he was going at you or not, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's so mm-hmm. cold and calculated where, again, this emotional person could put people on just off of the fact that he's going to get a burner account or he's going to send it from his own account or he's going to retweet a thing or he's going to... It's, it's, he just does these emotional things and people are just attacking it because, again, they can get on off of it, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And in, Bar- yeah. in Barkley's case, the guy could stay relevant in the summertime. <laughs> yeah. The show's not yeah. even happening. And anything KD-related, he can say, and people are going to look at it because they know... KD cannot not respond. <laughs> he wants all the smoke. He should have the podcast all the smoke for real. Right. You know what I mean? But the guy's yeah. he's a phenomenal basketball player. He's a, he's had a great career. But it's like when we look at that that end result, that top ten, the greatest of all times, the best players that ever played the game, the top ten. When we look at that list, we're nitpicking. And so because he's so great talent-wise, he's in that conversation. So we just start nitpicking, you know, to see if he's worthy to be in that spot or not. And that's mm-hmm. what ends up happening. And I think for him, he's such he's such he's such a basketball talent that he's deserving of it. But when we're looking at everybody, we got to start poking holes in everybody's story because there's just only so many spots. So yeah. we gotta you get, we gotta make sure that we have the right ten guys. And again, these are barbershop awards. These really don't mean anything at the end of the day. But this is how the streets deal with it. And for yeah. and for him, he's connected to that. 
So he wants to be in that. He's such a basketball head that he he himself has those conversations. So he, he sits up and he worries about things like that. And it drives him crazy. But, you know, he's always going to be he's always going to be great. But he's out of my top ten. He'd <laughs> long story. Yeah. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> you don't. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. I think he ends up in there. I definitely think. Nah, there's nothing he can do. Ability wise, well, I wouldn't go that far. I think he does need to win another, probably two. Mm. You know what I mean? I think he needs two more. But. Yeah, I think he makes it. I think he's. I think he's worthy of it. Talent wise, definitely. I don't think there's ten players in the NBA that are, that were more talented than this guy. You know what I mean? That has played in this league. No, no, no. For sure. he, ta- talent wise, yeah. Well, just his career and that story and that body of work. I don't know. I don't know. It's mm. hard. It's hard for me, man. It's hard for me. So he's out of. He's out of mind. Being yours, I think Steph made my 10. You know what I mean? Steph's in, you know, and yeah. I think Steph trumped him with this last championship. And I think that's where it's like, yeah, you're not you're not above Steph. You know, you've had a good run. but Yeah, yeah I feel yeah, you. Yeah, you know I what I mean? But, you know, we you know, we've, we beat that dead horse. Um, yeah. KD's thing. <laughs> yeah, I just I just seen a I just seen a report. Um that uh, Kyrie's looking to have an MVP type season this year. Yeah, yeah. I'm, that that I'm excited. Like that 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 kind. Of, Kyrie as a basketball player excites me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. And so yeah. hearing that he's more motivated than ever, and he's you know he's kind of wanting to go for that individual accolade. I'm like, yo, <laughs> I really. I don't- I doubt that. I doubt he can have a, an actual MVP season. I doubt. Why? Not especially. Well, first and foremost, if you're playing with KD and most likely Ben Simmons will be there, I doubt it because it's just the ball. You know what I mean? He's not going to have the ball enough to do it. But he doesn't need it a lot. That's the, that's the special thing about Kyrie. But to be an MVP, I don't think he'll get the nod if he doesn't have crazy stats. I, I think, I don't think they're gonna just do it on impact or something like that. It's gonna be stat related. It's gonna be, and there's gonna be some guys that are gonna come in and have some crazy stats. Well, just you know to be I mean? in the conversation, right? Let's say just mm-hmm. to be in the conversation. So I would, I would say, winning. So you, I would say for him to be in the conversation, the Nets gotta at least be. The number, the runaway number one seed, at least either in the East or the NBA as a whole, right? I think that would help. So they would have to have this great winning season. That's number one. Statistically, he's got to be, and I don't think he'll do it on the assists, rebounds, or steals or anything. So scoring wise, he would have to be in the top three in the league. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Points per game. So if For I think sure. so if I think both of those things kind of line up, I think yeah, I think Kyrie would be in that conversation. And I do think that's doable for someone like him. And and I think what would make the case in 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 a lot of different in 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 my opinion, if I'm looking at it like that, is going to be his efficiency. So if he could do it in that efficient manner that he's known to, 
So if he's a guy that has a 50, 40, 90 season with like maybe leads the league in scoring or something like that, I think that's something that that's special, especially for a little guard to mm-hmm. be scoring, to, to be scoring over 50% from the field. I think that'd be, I think that's something, I think that's something we can talk about, you know? So yeah, I think it's, and I don't think he's ever had, I don't think he's probably ever had a season like that. 50, 40, 90. I think he's had a 50, 40, 90 season. Yeah. Has he? Yeah. Yeah. He shot over 90% from the free throw line? Um, I, I'm a, I think so. I don't know why. Like, I, I really believe he's had a 50, 40, 90 season. I could be wrong. I gotta Something look. would make me say that he didn't get over the 90 percentile in the free throw shooting. But if he did, I mean, he's definitely good enough to do it. Um, the only thing that... I'm not sure about, again, is the same reason why Steph fell out of the MVP conversation when KD was with him, is that KD won't, KD's presence alone will make it hard for him to be considered. You know what I mean? Like, the problem with with this whole MVP thing is that when your team or your teammate is too good, it really makes it hard for people to give it to you. Usually we're we're quicker to give it to a guy that's doing it himself, like a Giannis or a Jokic or even the way Embiid played last year, you know? So I think because of how good KD is and KD being healthy, and if they play well, it's just going to overshadow Kyrie's game, really. And it's, But I hope so, because I'll be honest, I, was, I remember having a few debates yeah. um, about Kyrie and how good he is and, you know, you know, people are trying to take away this guy's legacy too. You know what I mean? And and act like he ain't that good. Like, you know, knocks like he's not a leader, knocks like he's not durable, you know, and I've had people go as far as saying things like, you know, Dame is better than him. They take jaw over him. Um, like a lot of players over this guy. And I'm like, yo, you guys are crazy. This guy's the most skilled player in the league, period. Yeah. Yeah. Period. Yeah, he's had a 50-40-90 season. Yeah. He has. Okay. Yeah, it was okay. the, it was the 2020-2021 season with Brooklyn. Mm. And he had 20, okay. he was averaging 25 a game during that stretch. Okay. Okay. One of his best seasons ever. Yeah. So, he, yeah. it's... You know what I mean? Like that's that's definitely in his wheelhouse. He's got to stay. He's got to stay healthy. Yeah. So he's got to put the ball in the hoop, and he's got to. They got to win. They got to win. You know. Um, but yeah, like I, I do think the thing with, I, I do hear you when it comes to um, him with KD, but I I think like if you if you kind of watch these games sometimes, I think KD almost enjoys watching Kyrie work. So in a he way, does. like he he kind of does love to kind of watch him do his thing. He loves he, the, the problem is <laughs> the problem and, 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 is and Ben doesn't need the ball offensively, obviously. But the problem is, you got two guys that have a whole lot to prove. They both have issues right now that they gotta reconcile. So KD has to be a monster to get back into your top ten. Was Kyrie's? Co- I think he's not. He can't. He can't. I think he's gotta. He, he's gotta understand. <laughs> like, <laughs> gotta understand. <laughs> I think. I, <laughs> I don't think that's that. I don't think that's what you're gonna. You can't say to Katie, "Hey, look, you're gonna have to understand." Listen, like Katie. Listen. Here, here's what. Here, come on. 
Think about this, right? You're Katie and Kyrie, right? So you went into this year, you know, you guys kind of, I don't know, you, you, what this the season just went wrong. It was wrong from the beginning. Mistakes were made. Who to blame? Blah blah blah. Right? It ends, yeah. but you're still Katie and Kyrie, and so you know you're Kyrie Irving. So you walk into Brooklyn's office and they're saying, "I don't know if we could sign you long term, bud. I don't know if we could do it. I'm sorry." Yeah. And they look at Kyrie Irving like that. And so you're Kevin Durant. You're like, that's how you're talking to my homeboy? Like, that's my guy. Like, you you, you want him to leave? So they kind of played it like, imagine if Kyrie had opted out now. Because that could have been a possibility. He could have felt so insulted that he opted out and went to a different team. And you'd have lost him for nothing if you're Brooklyn. So Brooklyn nearly made a catastrophic mistake. And that's something you can't risk. So Kyrie's working off his last year of his contract. And so you're mm-hmm. saying, nah, go get the bag. Because now, <laughs> now, if he has that type of season, what are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? Are you going to give him the full five-year max? Or are you going to w- watch him walk over to L.A.? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think mm-hmm. if you're KD, you're like, go do your thing and, and, and drag that money out of the front office. And I think that's the level of disrespect they're thinking of going in this season. Is like, you guys really thought I'm really not worth it. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. <laughs> you know? Because yeah. now they got to show up and meet with him just like everybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. go, oh, okay, okay, Kyrie. Some things were said <laughs> last year, and you know, but we do feel that this is the best place for you. Right? He, yeah. They're going to have to go. He He's... I think deep down he wants him to grovel and beg and sweat, you know. So yeah, go have an MVP type season. I think I think Katie would be all for it. So mm. I think Katie would sit back and watch the show. I really do. I really do. I you know maybe you're right. I think that's a great idea, especially if Katie does want to see Kyrie stay and he wants his boy to get the money he deserves. So, yeah, I think that would be a great situation. The problem is if it doesn't work out, Katie's still getting all the blame. Yeah. And, and but Katie, again. Anyway. <laughs> all right. You're, I just think, double or something. I think I think it could be interesting, but I really do hope Kyrie. Me, I just want Kyrie to do it because there's a lot of people that really are walking out the door on this guy like he's not what I'm sure he is, you know, and I think, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of doubt going on. So yeah, I hope Katie will let him go, but I'm just not sure if it's going to work out that way. I hope it does. I hope he stays healthy. I hope these guys really just, you know, build the chemistry that they need to be able to compete and win because the league is just getting harder and harder. Obviously Boston's going to be back. They got Brogdon now, so they're trying to really get more stable. Um, obviously, the Bucks are still going to be around. So I'm curious to see. But I do think if the Nets are healthy and they're all together, I wouldn't be shocked. You know, I wouldn't be shocked if they end up in the finals for sure. Yeah, I hope. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I, I do too. Man. So the other, the other summer news, the big news in the summer, Donovan Mitchell. Is this guy mm. going to get moved or not? What's you know what I mean? Like Danny Ainge kind of annoys me, man. He does. Mm-hmm. So Danny Ainge mm-hmm. is over there in Utah. 
trying to, you know, rekindle, you know what I mean? Like his his name. And he's known for getting these ridiculous deals out of people. Most notably the, the haul he got for Garnett and Pierce, you know, when he sent them to Brooklyn, you know, mm-hmm. when he was in Boston. So he went to Utah with the same hope of doing the same thing. And, you know, this Donovan Mitchell thing, I, I think he, he's almost, I think what he's looking for is almost more than what Brooklyn was asking for KD. Do you, do you see Donovan Mitchell suiting up in Utah or do you see him getting actually moved? Um, they're saying, I've seen a headline saying that they're really focused on getting him traded before the season starts. So yeah. it sounds like they're committed to doing that, but, I think they're going to be in a position where they're just going to have to take less. I think, I think the Knicks and that back and forth is not going to be as great as they might have wanted. Um, and I, again, I think Mitchell is one of those guys that has to prove how good he is. Like if you watch him, you can see how amazing this guy really is. But in terms of the impact on winning, I just think people are like, "Yeah, you're talented, bro," but. I'm not sure if getting you is going to lead to winning, just like what you were just talking about with KD. So to break up your whole franchise for him when you've never really seen Mitchell get to a certain level yet is hard. So I think you're only going to be bartering with teams that are already at the bottom. And, you know, I just don't think that teams are going to want to give up so much for him. He's only like, what, 6'4". So... He's not like he's a six eight, six ten guy that's gonna do a ton of things. I don't know. He I mean he's amazing. Don't get me wrong. Mitchell to me I'm actually disappointed in it. Because oh yeah. I see he really when they used to call him D Way two point oh, I really felt like that. I like him. You know what I mean? I I like him. but I just mean he's not delivering at a at a level where I, I would say his talent is. You know what I mean? Like he had some moments when, in you know, a couple of years back when they were playing against Denver and Jamal Murray rose and, and, and took the spotlight away from him, but he was killing them and just didn't finish them off. And since then, we haven't been talking about him as much, you know. And then obviously they lost, they lost to, I think it was uh, the Thunder. And it just, you know, the year after that, and it just hasn't materialized. So I'm not sure who's going to want to take that kind of risk in terms of breaking up their their, their team. I think it's going to be, you know, a smaller haul, and I think Danny Ainge is going to have to accept that. And if he does that, then he'll be done. They already already got, what, seven picks for for Gobert. I mean, you know, so maybe two or three more, and then you just move on and, and, and start rebuilding. So, yeah. Yeah, I think they need to do. I think they need to move quickly, though. You know, yeah. I think they need to move quickly now. Yeah, I think, it's gonna, I think it has to be the Knicks. I think they're the only ones really still in the conversation. Everybody else sort of like backed away because they're not really willing to give the picks. But New York yeah. has a lot of picks, and you know they could afford to give some up. So I think that's going to be the destination. It's just which New York players go in that deal. I think that's going to be the issue. You know, mm-hmm. they've already said they, they don't want to get rid of Derrick Rose's contract. They, there's certain things that they don't want to do. And mm-hmm. Utah's saying that there's just certain people they don't want. Like I'm hearing this, them saying they don't want Randall. Mm-hmm. You know? I feel you. So, I mean, I, and I think really that that's because I think they just truly, really want to rebuild, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
So exactly. So I don't think they they don't even really want anybody back that could help them win. <laughs> just, yeah, you know they kind of just want to lose. So I think that's where their their focus is at right now. So I think it has to be New York, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, and, yeah, and they just traded. Um, Patrick Beverly to the Lakers. Well, that I was about to say when you were saying big news, that was what I was going to say would have been even bigger news is the fact that Patrick Beverly's gone to the Lakers. Did you did you see what they what they're saying about Westbrook now as a result after that trade? Uh, I seen one um, heading where it was saying that Beverly's going to bring out the best version of Westbrook. Yeah. Is, is that what you're saying? I see no, that. I, I heard some talk that now they can trade Westbrook. <laughs> and it was like um, they were going to find a home for him, like where, you know, a team could basically do the what Houston did to John Wall. Mm. So one of the one of the things was is if New York could pull off that Brooklyn, if New York could pull off that deal with um Utah, then Utah would make it a three-team deal by taking, by taking Russell Westbrook, and that forty-seven million dollar contract from them, and then sitting and then sitting him. Yeah, yeah, because they don't want to win. They just they'll just take him, let the contract expire, and he can go about his business. Wow! So tanking is acceptable now. Tanking's always been acceptable. When when has tanking not been acceptable in the NBA? <laughs> Well, at first they were trying to make it seem like you know uh, certain guys was guys was injured, like with with Philly, like they're making it seem like he couldn't play, or you know, like they needed to make sure he was healthy. But it's because they didn't Philly, play it that it's way. It's because Philly kept saying the whole trust the process. The fact that they made it public that they were actually trying to lose is what stained it. You know mm. what I mean? If they had just kept their mouth shut, you know what I mean? Nobody would have said anything about it. It's the fact that they actually said, no, we're calling this the process. And and they did that. Is the fact that the NBA is like, you idiots. We kind of want to make it seem like all the teams are trying to win. Yeah. You know, but like, you could tell that's clearly not, that that's not taking place. You know, mm. you can't tell me that, you know, when, when, um, when OKC traded Chris Paul that they were trying to win. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it wasn't that's that clearly is not what was taking place. And whatever Orlando's been doing, whatever they're doing <laughs> is not trying to win. You know, so <laughs> there's I don't the, know what they're the, to the, do. the the process is happening in places. You can you can visibly see that that's what's taking place, right? You can see some teams that are struggling that are actually trying to win, which makes it even sadder, like Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Cause they're like, there's no process. Like they're actually trying to win. They just, they're just not good. So, but yeah. yeah, tanking in the NBA is, you know, that's acceptable now. Oh, but 30, I don't know. I, years of tanking. I don't know, man. I, I figured keep Westbrook now and just let him and Beverly be dogs in the backcourt. You know what I mean? Like I think, I think they could do a thing. I think Westbrook. They don't need so much from him. You know what I mean? They don't need him to go crazy. AD just needs to stay healthy. I think if AD is healthy with what they have right now, they have a shot at being good. If Braun is locked in and starts to really be efficient with the way that he plays, 
I think the Lakers could be fighting to be in the Western Conference Finals, especially with Beverly. I don't know about I think that. Beverly, I think Beverly makes that much of a difference. I think Beverly. I think Beverly changes things. I think. Well, if Bron is even half as good as he's supposed to still be, and then you have a healthy AD, I think that they could do it. I do. I think they can match up with anyone in the West as long as, especially as long as they get to the playoffs. Like obviously, they don't want to run back and forth with the Grizzlies forever. But if they can just get to the playoffs and be in the middle. Like three, four. I think once the once it comes down to a half court style of game, I think that they could beat most of those teams. I'm just Especially not. If Bron is playing. I'm just not sold on AD. I'm not sold on him. It's gonna be his team. It's gonna be him getting the bulk of the shots. I think that's a lot of responsibility to put on AD. I just I'm not sold that AD can execute that at that high level. I don't think so. I don't, I don't. I think I think a guy like Beverly plays a role in in how he performs. I think Beverly is one of those types of people, man, where his presence changes the attitude of the locker room and of the players that he's around. I think he's that much of a dog. And if you have Westbrook there too, and they find a way to work together, that type of energy, I think it will give. AD that backup and that feeling of support that he's gonna need to feel like yo I'm that guy and I can battle against anybody. Yeah, you know what I mean. I I just think that those types of intangible things matter when it comes to winning, and I think Beverly's the type of guy that you know is going to bring that type of energy. And if Westbrook feeds off of that too and decides he wants to be a little more defensive minded, also. I think they. I think it makes a difference, and I think the Lakers have a shot, man. I mm-hmm. think they could be good, you know. And AD does have to stay healthy. <laughs> you, you just can't get hurt, hurt really, you know. And oh. that's a lot to ask. But I don't know, man. There has to be a year where this guy doesn't get hurt, you know. I don't even think it's getting hurt. I just don't like. I've never thought. I just. I don't know. For me, I just never thought AD was really that guy. I think he's I think he's talented. I think all of those things, but like the guy. We like the way people treat cheated AD back then they cheated him like the way we talk about Giannis. Like like he's like he's really that guy. I just don't think it is. I think the thing that made AD stand out in people's minds his length and his stats. His stats spoke to you because they were so like, they were off the charts. They were like what Westbrook's stats were kind of like at some points. He's a guy that'll get you like 11 blocks in a game or something or like 27 points and 21 rebounds and that kind of stuff and six assists. Like he would, you can see statistically where you're like, wow, this guy, this guy had a monster game, 40 and 20, but then they still lose. I think that's what he was always known for. He'd have these super big time spectacular games but it was like and another loss for the you know what I mean for the New Orleans Pelicans <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. and yeah, people yeah. couldn't put it together cuz they couldn't understand how a guy could have that kind of you know that kind of yo, yeah this is this is this is a big time you know game where you you've you've done everything you've done like how do, how does it not affect the win column 
And that's yeah. where for his whole career, that's just that's been his that's, biggest problem. That's why I mentioned a guy like Beverly, because then you know that it's attitude. You know that it's mentality because of what you just said. Like, how can you have those types of numbers and lose? And I was about to say he's almost like a more skilled Garnett in a way. And yet, it's not even, I would never take him over Garnett. No. But he's like Garnett in terms of he's long, he can kind of dribble it, you know, he can shoot it from almost anywhere, at least, mm-hmm. you know, three-point line and in. Yeah. He has long arms, long wingspan, can block, can rebound. You know, again, a lot of the things that you would have said Garnett was. The yeah. only difference is, of course, the intensity side of it and the impact that Garnett has on the rest of the players on the floor. So it's like AD seems a little more soft-spoken. He seems like a more mild-mannered type of guy. Yeah. But I, I, I that's where he's the type of guy where you got to put dogs around. Mm. You know what I mean? To, to try. Like even when Rondo was was with them in, in New Orleans, that was one of the, that was yeah, probably the best season run. they had. They had a good run. When they beat, yeah. they beat Portland in that first round. They had a good run. Exactly. Yeah. And, and Rondo's that type of guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that's just what you're going to have to have to get the most out of AD. You know what I mean? So my hopes are that this is the trade and this is the type of guy that they need for him. You know what I mean? And now you have Braun there too. And again, I think defensively the Lakers were the worst they've probably ever been. You know, So hopefully now you bring in a guy that can anchor that defense on ball, you know, and if you can convince Westbrook to be a little more defensive minded too, and they're both on the floor, I think it's gonna, it could play out pretty good because then now Braun could kind of lurk and, 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 you know, cut off some passing lanes or whatever. And AD can be there at the back, at the rim, you know, just kind of protecting the, protecting the basket. So I think they could be good. Mm-hmm. If they start out, if they start off well, I think they could be pretty good this year. You know, hopefully, again, guys stay healthy and all of that. But, yeah, I think the Lakers are going to make some noise this year. I think this is the year that they start figuring this thing out a little bit. Mm. It's my, you know, and they got my man from the Warriors, too. Um, Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, you got another guy, high energy, willing to do anything, trying to prove himself. I think he's going to be an asset to them too, you know? So I don't know. I think the Lakers have some pieces here, you know, they just got to be more defensive minded this time around instead of letting people score and thinking you're going to outscore them on the other end. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I'll I'll keep my eye on them. Yeah. Let's see what one still. We'll see. We'll um, we'll definitely see. The other one, you know, coming up in this in this summer, just recently, um, Holgram, Chet mm-hmm. Des- decided to decided to guard LeBron in an ice rink, and got hurt. Um, <laughs> so, so here's here, okay. Here's the thing: we just talked about tanking. Could this be, you know, another ploy? <laughs> you know, could this be a a thing? Could this 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 I don't know. I'm I'm skeptical of what OKC is doing here. You know what I mean? This could be another. There's some funny business. They're saying his season-ending <laughs> in, injury following the path of Blake Griffin, Embiid, and Simmons. You know what I mean? I don't uh-huh. know. It's, it's kind of sketchy. 
kind of sketchy. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's, it's, it's funny because, you know, again, I, I, I look, I always look in that, in that direction for everything. You know what I mean? Or not for everything, but for certain things, you know. And that's where my mind went. You know what I mean? My mind went into the tanking direction, you know. And again, if tanking is acceptable, then whatever, bro. I, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna be too critical or too harsh on OKC. You know what I mean? I think he's very slim and skinny. And if they're trying to protect him, then I think their logic is to sit him out and let him, you know, kind of bulk up and get stronger. Obviously, I don't like the whole idea that it's a season-ending injury. I think. In my opinion, I'd rather you just say, if it was a tanking scenario, I would rather you just say, look, man, we think he's a project and we're not going to put him out and we're going to let him grow and get stronger and get more ready before we throw him into the NBA because we're concerned that he could have a career-impacting injury down the road and, and we don't want to do that. So that's what I would hope if it was tanking. They now did, they did it with Zion. Right. So it's okay. I guess it's okay to do it. So for me, I I would just be more critical if you said that that injury from him guarding LeBron in August is going to be the reason why he cannot come back all year. You know what I mean? Because to me, I'm like, nah, bro, come on. So, so, you know, so let me set the stage for you, right? Because this is the report, you know, so. They go to play the game. LeBron tweets he's going to, you know, to Jamal Crawford's, you know, basketball league game, right? So everybody and their mom in the Seattle Seattle area decides to show up at a high school gym and wait for LeBron, right? Yeah. yeah. So LeBron's coming, so that's a big deal. Everybody's going to go there. So they pack the gym out. And so what happened was people to get to their, you know, the seats in the bleachers. You've been to a regular high school gym. They had to walk yeah. on the floor. Right, mm-hmm. you hearing me? Mm-hmm. So they walked mm-hmm. on the floor. People, you know, walking across to get into the bleachers and sit down, you know, before the game starts. So apparently, the shoes of the people that sat in the bleachers were wet, mm-hmm. and they walked on the floor. So the floor was still wet when they played and started the game. Right, and they played a little bit, and then they had to stop because you know it's still wet from the people. Walking on the floor with their shoes in August yeah. when it wasn't raining. <laughs> I don't, I don't, is that what they, but is that, the I never heard yes, that. I, yes, never, yes. I never heard that. So they canceled the game. They stopped the game and it didn't play, right? And so then this report comes out afterwards that Chet Holgram might have a season ending injury. And then they confirmed it. I mean, I've seen the play. I've seen him hobbling. I, it looked like something happened. He tweaked it. The, the, the camera angle's pretty far away, and LeBron's kind of in the way. So I don't really get to... You don't see what happens to his foot exactly. Um, the floor was wet. Now, what I think, and this is why I'm upset at this whole thing, <laughs> right? Uh, is that he just screwed it up for everybody else now. I don't think any NBA team is going to allow any of their players to play in any summer leagues anymore. In any programs. That's dead. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. The 
the the Drew leagues, that kind of stuff. I I, do, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it anymore. I, 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 I the only the only reason why I'm not so sure is because it's Chet Holmgren and he's frail. So I don't think that they're going to allow that to stop it because. It's not happening to anybody else. It's only this frail, slim guy who, you know, just decided he was going to challenge LeBron, and 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 this is what took place. I, I, I think there's something, there's a connection here between these leagues and the NBA right now. You know what I mean? I think that the league is seeing value in this stuff. You know, I don't see LeBron just pulling up just to play basketball. I think there is something he's trying to do for these leagues. You know what I mean? I think he's trying to help them grow a little bit. So I don't think that they're going to stop that. I think that the whole plan is to see these leagues grow and to become even larger. Um, but maybe they'll be careful. Maybe they're rookies. They may be more. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't even say. But it does it does put a stain on it for sure, especially once you say season ending. Like, come on, that that really hurts. And I don't think it's necessary. I'm just being honest. I definitely don't think it has to be a season ending injury. But I think they're just taking the opportunity to to you know build him up, get him stronger. Maybe they get another good high pick the following year again. So I'm leaning more towards the tanking angle and i just wish that teams would be a little bit more honest with that and not i can't i can't be honest you're the nba you're gonna make teams tell that they're not playing hard would you show would you show up to a game knowing that the team that you know i mean you're supposed to be rooting for you know it's just we're just going through the motion maybe next year (laughs) i actually i do we're trying to get the seven three kid from france Mm -hmm. you know that's what that's what we're that's what we're playing for Screw the championship, you know. You I mean, look. I hear that. Yeah, I know. Especially if they're gonna lose, you yeah. know. Like, yeah, the losing. No one wants to support a losing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like nobody does. So, yeah, I guess you're right. But, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Because if I'm on that team, if I'm a fan of that team, I'm like, there's no way he didn't even break a bone. It looked like a tweak. Like I seen it. I'm like, it's a little, you know, when you, you played basketball enough where you have one of those little ones, it's like, oh man, it's a, it's a little tweak, but it's enough. You give a one hobble and then you walk it off. It's <laughs> yeah. That's like what it looks like. Yeah. That, that's what it looked it did, like. It didn't it look looked, like, it didn't look like when Paul George did, you know what I mean? Broke the, his leg. Yeah, it didn't look like that. <laughs> that was a season sure. ending in, injury, right? You didn't have yeah. to sell it. This yeah. one just looked like, hey, hey, we got an opportunity here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, I, let's, I know. Let's bring in the team doctors. The team doctors like, look, look here, look. This is what you need to do. You need to, you know, what what are we looking at right here? You know, we got some, we got some swelling. All right, all right. You know, is he going to be ready in time? You know, he could be, but you know, we could get some extra work done. Let's let's get the extra work done. We're already here. You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you know. know, we're already here. Called, you know? The injury is called the injury is called uh, Liz Frank. Yeah, yeah. 
Never heard of it. Yeah. It's made up. Yeah. Never heard of it. <laughs> 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 never heard of it. Look, <laughs> all I know is a man looked at me and said, yo, but, you know, Jordan, Jordan's a I'm like, yo, Jordan broke his foot right in the middle of the foot. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, yo, if he breaks that again, his career could be in jeopardy. Right. You know what I mean? So that is a little bit more caution here. This guy, I don't know. I don't know. I've never heard of it either. But again, the foot does have a whole bunch of bones in it. But again, it's, it, they didn't say it was a broken, it was a broken foot here. You yeah. know what I mean? So I don't know, brother. All I can say is even if it's exactly what they say it is, the age that this young man is, there's no way that it's going to take him a full year to recover from this thing. You don't, want, you don't, want, to rush him, you don't want to rush him back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, could could he be ready by December, let's say? Probably, but you don't, you know, take your time. There's For no what, rush. Right? Yeah, well, it's not like we're trying to win anything. You know, there's no there's no rush. So I, I, I definitely... Huh? They got guys. They'll still be competitive, though. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, but uh, I'm gonna stamp that one in my conspiracy files. <laughs> <laughs> that one's getting, you know, sealed away. You know, you know, with the, with the Zion Williamson stuff. That one, that one's getting pushed to the side for sure. <laughs> Put that in, the, in that file, Captain. <laughs> yeah. I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, brother. I mean, you know, whatever, bro. Whatever, man. All right. So the whatever. so the other thing is, you know, taking place in the summer. Um, there's some ball going on in Europe. Mm-hmm. Europe, Europe. Mm-hmm. You know the 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 FIBA World Cup is going on in in, in Luca, Giannis, Jokic. Some ball going on. Did you did you catch the highlights of the Jokic Giannis game? Um, I didn't catch the Jokic Giannis one. I seen. I, I was needing to take a look at it. Actually, I just never watched it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I seen. I seen some highlights, and then I seen um, highlights of him in the other game prior to that, where he dunks on the guy up the lob and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, look, he's a guy I'd be concerned. If I was Milwaukee, I'd be like, brother chill you know what i'm saying like chill brother you know like you are you're the guy (laughs) you're the guy and you're playing so hard i'm like yo man just just i don't know these guys have real pride like real country pride you know what i mean it's a real it's a real thing for these guys these guys and he's playing with his bro too yeah so i think he i think he sees it as he's He's helping his bros out too because they're getting a chance to play in a meaningful environment where mm-hmm. they can show what they're capable of. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, try to get to the Olympics and try to, you know, do their thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's cool to watch, you know, but it's concerning because I'm like, yo, brother, like you're, he's just so, you know, he's not working on his game. He's playing Giannis basketball. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like he's trying to dunk on everyone. He's just, if he was out there, you know, trying to be more Rashid Wallace-like, yeah. where he was just facing up and shooting jumpers on guys, I'd be like, all right, go ahead, bro. Yeah. But 
I'm like, man, you're playing this thing like this is, you know, <laughs> April right now. He doesn't have yeah. he doesn't have a chill gear still. I, that's I, I love that about him. He really doesn't, man. Did you hear what he said? Nah. About playing to the Bulls one day. I I heard like I kind of heard some vague comments, but I didn't hear what he actually said. Well, basically, he was just they were just talking about you know the Bulls and him talking about Michael Jordan and how amazing that franchise was and how much it represented uh, the game of basketball. So he's like, who wouldn't want to one day suit up and put on a Bulls uniform? You know what I mean? And he was just like, maybe one day I'll be playing for the Bulls, you know? And obviously everybody ran with it. I looked at it more as like preparing Milwaukee for his exit. Nah, like you I know what I mean? Milwaukee. I just think there's two, you know, when you talk about the conspiracy file cabinet, mm. I think I just think there's too much dough. I think there's too much money. And the people that want to put more money behind him are probably like, brother, go over here. Nah. Chicago's not that far away. That Chicago is-, is a drive away and he could still keep his family in the same house. Nah. Come on, bro. Everything that that guy's been through in his life, that guy's not playing basketball for no money, bro. But the Bulls are right there. It's one thing if he'd have to move his family. If you see, if he had to move his family, then I would say no. But if his family can stay in the same house and all he has to do is drive, I think that may end up being in the cards one day. I'll say this. There's only one way why I would say that would even be possible. And this would be the only move that could be made in the NBA, and probably some team is going to figure it out and probably make it. This is where Milwaukee needs to be careful. Their GM, if he moves to a different team, that's going to be the problem. Mm. If he ends up, if that GM ends up in Chicago, then... Then maybe? Then... There's a big possibility you know? because Giannis is big on relationships, right? So you have to think about everything Milwaukee had to do for him in order to get everything done. Like there were so much stipulations around Giannis that we needed to make sure that his, you know, his family came. So you had to bring his brother. That's a, that's another thing. You had to make sure yeah. that he had to be there. You had to be sure you were going to help out with getting the family a visa as well, or he wasn't going to come back and play. All of those mm-hmm. things had to be stipulated before he was ever a name. So they yeah. t- they took a chance on him. And I think that yeah. relationship, that love, he's not leaving that. That's where I mean, what? like, there's, there, there, there can, their bond is bigger than the game. He, You got to look at that like, he he that organization or that individual saved his family's life. Like that's that's how I think he's going into it. Now you have all the money and everything like that. Come on. They they I, they, they slotted a spot for his brother on the team. You don't well, get more gangster it. than that. You're not I'll leaving that organization. No. I'll say I'll say this. It may be a it may be an inside thing where the move is made and everyone kind of agrees where my man goes over to the Bulls. But also, 
The other thing I think that could make that a possibility is if the Bulls looked at him and said, yo, we'll start your bro. Nah. And you and your bro can start on the Bulls together. Maybe even bring the next one too. Because right now, that's the whole thing with LeBron, right? He's like, yo, wherever my son gets drafted, I'm going to play it. So people are now getting ready to try and get their hands on Bronny in order to get LeBron to come to. So there's a lot of this type of thing going on now where it's personal. You know, you're trying to appease people's personal reasons for doing certain things. And I think if you could look at Giannis and say, hey, look, man, especially if the GM goes too, but even if, if you could look at him and say, yo, especially how he's enjoying playing with his brothers right now for Greece. I looked at him and said, yo, we got a starting slot for your, for your bro if you play too. And we'll even trade for your other brother and have all three of you on the same team with meaningful and meaningful minutes be allotted. I think he'd have to consider that. So it is possible. So that GM left Milwaukee already. Okay. So. So. It's possible. And I think if you tell him that I'm going to let your brother play, he would have to consider it. I know he would. He'd have to. He, this is bro. And to play like how they're playing right now for Greece in the NBA, if Chicago did that, I think he would be willing to take, especially because he still wouldn't technically have to move his family either. And I think Giannis's relationship with the Milwaukee crowd they could probably finesse it the way that Braun left Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? Like, he did. He got you a chip. Are you, He's been ha- so you'd loyal. To, you'd have to pay the owner off. There's so much stuff, man. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I can't. I, I can't. I can't see it. It's possible. Is that good. If, I, if, I, if it does happen, I'll believe that the I believe more in, in basketball conspiracies for sure. That oh, one yeah. would have to be a hell of a conspiracy for sure. Not well, he lie. put it out. Th- he put it out there. You know what I mean. He definitely put it out there. So he's like, like we'll one thing. We'll like Giannis is like a kid, you know. So he says things because he's 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 always excited. He's always excited at seeing things like, "Wow, that's Allen Iverson," you know. Like he's 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 a lovable yeah. he's a lovable character. So like, oh, the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, I love Chicago. I love the Chicago Bulls. I have a Michael Jordan jersey. You know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of he, course. he doesn't. He doesn't act like. And 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 Zion is like that. He doesn't act like he's the superstar that he is. There's the you don't you don't you don't feel the arrogance, you know, when he walks into a room. He just seems like a normal regular guy, but he's a killer, you know. Mm-hmm. So it just makes him that much more likable. So mm-hmm. I, I can kind of see him saying that out of jest, but. Yeah, he's Any, probably just joking, but yeah. you know, they Any, ran with it. Anything's possible, man. But yeah, I'm, I'm gonna throw this out here. Jokic is the most <laughs> wait, unguardable wait. player in the in the NBA. Yeah, he's unguardable. Uh, let me let before you go there. Let me say this because this is kind of funny. Yeah. So I was looking up this chat hole because I can't leave this chat hole again injury thing alone just so quickly so i'm looking this thing up right yeah so they're so they're saying when i look at chet like when they talk about him having the injury it says it takes nine to twelve months 
yeah. of recovery. I almost like an Achilles, you know? Right. So I say, all right, let me just Google this injury period on its own. Yeah. So it says, for those experiencing strains or sprains, recovery could take six to eight weeks. Yeah. Yeah, figure. For those needing surgery, take three to five months. Yeah. They're saying nine to 12. Yeah. So you have to you have to think. They're gonna say, okay, everything's gonna be done with the most conservative timeline. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna take it and say, okay, let's do surgery. Right? Let's do surgery, even though they don't have to. So here's what I think. If let's say it happened in the middle of let's say let's say you're on a run and you're you're about to make the playoffs. If you mm-hmm. get that injury, you could possibly manage it and make it work. Mm-hmm. Right, so mm-hmm. you you can do it in the shortest time period and make it work. Now that you're not playing for anything, you can be okay. Super conservative. Let's go to the three to five month marker. So five months brings you to where? Five months would bring you to what? January. Mm-hmm. So it brings you to January. So you're like, okay, we're in January now. There's four months of the NBA season still left. You know, do we really want to yeah. play at that point? Because here's what you would sell it to Chet. Here's what you'd say to him. It's going to be really hard to try to win rookie of the year. Mm. If you come back in January, right? Now, rookie of the year gets you a bonus. There's, you know, a lot of incentives in, in yeah. that sense. That's um, true. Shoe deals, you know, things like that. Super, right? super maxes and all of that stuff. Exactly, right? We're not Makes in a sense. rush. We're about you. It'll give you some time. You'll still be in NBA practices, We'll be able to rehab your body, get you in the weight room, build up your strength, you know? And, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll get you back fully ready to go for the for the following season. You'll still be eligible for Rookie of the Year for the following season. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, makes yeah. sense. And, and you, have a, you have a trail of people who've done it. Ben Simmons, Blake Griffin, Joel Embiid, you know? Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't rush your career, you know? So they probably sold that to him. He probably... Went along with it, and then that was it. Mm. That was it. Well, then maybe it's all. Maybe it isn't. Then maybe it isn't tanky. Maybe they're just being safe. Then yeah, you call it whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they're just being safe, my friend. Yeah. Yes, you were saying Jokic. Jokic is Jokic is unguardable. unguardable. Right? Yeah, like I, I don't think there's there's just no way to guard the guy because everything he does. When I even even watching this game. Everything the guy does is so unassuming and unsuspecting. Like everything, just everything he does. I'm like, I'm like, yo, what is going on? <laughs> the guy shot a fadeaway off of off of he he shot a fadeaway one foot three point shot, turning mm. the wrong way in the corner, and he hits that shit. And I'm like. But he does that. Like, he, everything he does, you could look at it like a fluke, but you're like, nah. He does that way too often for it to be a fluke. That guy, mm-hmm. he's got... <laughs> he's that good. <laughs> but his game, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, everything yeah, he yeah. does, it just looks wrong. It doesn't yeah. look right. So even if I'm guarding him, I'd be like, yo, something, something's going on. Like, it might stop me in my tracks because it just looks confusing. Like there's a yep. glitch in the matrix when he's like playing. Yeah, like it's like, yo, what the? What did he just do? What's going on here? Did he? Was that a scoop shot? 
<laughs> was that like an underhand three or something? What's going on here? Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I see what you're saying. Like, it, it just, it doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's why Nash was so dangerous. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Because he just could not. You could not predict when he was going to shoot again. Now everyone practices jumping off the wrong leg now. Yeah, you know because you would time Nash. And then he would just do something else. And you're like, or like Ginobili, like those players that just did it differently. And you're like, yo, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But it works. Yeah. So now, yeah. you know, you got to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you remember back in the day when you used to play like NBA 2K or NBA Live and you create a player? But you'd mm-hmm. create the most obscene player, like a, like a guy who's like seven foot seven. Would yeah, be like a point guard. Yeah, but it just looks so ridiculous in the game. Yeah. Like that's what Jokic reminds me of. Like, it just doesn't look right. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> like yeah, man. <laughs> he's, like he's so big. Like everything about him, I'm like, nah, bro. This this doesn't make any sense. I'm looking at the guy. I'm like, nothing about you makes any sense. Nothing about you makes any sense. Yet I mean, it's so effective, man. He has touch and he has size, you know. So whenever you have those things, you have an opportunity to be effective. His you know, IQ might not look off pretty. the charts, man. Like that too, <laughs> that too, that too. I mean, look, the guy is that good. I, I he's that good. Yeah. You know, no matter what you, no matter what, and he shoots it. Over his head, like it's crazy. I seen the shot. I just looked at it. Like <laughs> he, he had to laugh at that one. He himself had to laugh. You know what I mean? Off one leg, turning it's like a ballerina looking shot. The guy just shot. You know what I mean? Like a man. Like he's not supposed to make that shot. Like that's a shot for somebody more nimble than him. You know what I mean? That's not a shot for him. But yet, to be is, honest, but I, it is. But he's he, he to me he just he's of that um, that vein of of Pau Gasol and and Mark Gasol. To me, I, he should be their brother. You know what I mean? <laughs> he has a very similar body type. He has a very similar touch. He has a very good feel. You know, I think those guys were similar to him. Yeah. I think he's just a little bit smarter, maybe. You yeah. know what I mean? He just might have a little bit more IQ. And he just can pass better. You know what I mean? Yeah. But in terms of scoring, I think he's very similar to them in that regard. Like, Paul Gasol was unguardable when he first got into the league. He was killing boys, you know? Yeah, it yeah. just, you know, they threw him a Kobe and he had to take the back seat. Yeah. So, you know, I've seen this before. I just think this guy is just, you know, he's more consistent as well. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think he's, I think he's, yeah, man. You know, you can't say enough good things about the guy, you know? Yeah. yeah. Would you like, take him over Luca? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm not... I like Luca, but until Luca has a moment where something shifts and changes, I just think that that's going to be a thing where he's going to do his thing. He's going to have great numbers. They're going to just plateau. I think the farthest they'll ever get is where he got them... Lassie. I want I want Luca to call you out in his Hall of Fame speech. Word, <laughs> but it, it, 
right? But I think if he doesn't change, if, if something doesn't change about the way he plays, he's not going to have the accolades to, to, to really make me feel like I should have taken it back to him. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I think if you... If you're going to just pound the ball in one spot and have everyone stand around and watch, I'm, I'm always going to be against that. So I won't feel bad for even saying what I'm saying. Like, the guy just sits and he just dribbles and dribbles and dribbles and everybody stands and watches. It just is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, they played the best basketball without him. Like, Dallas looked their best when Brunson was running the show. So I don't feel bad for that. I think, and I think they started realizing it. So they started moving Luca off the ball and let Brunson bring it up and initiate. So if you're telling me that Luca's going to be two, okay. But if Luca's going to be the one, I'm not with it. I'm not like, it's just, I'm not with it. I'm not with it. So, you know, we'll see. We will see, you know, we will see. And I think also I would just attack him on defense. Yeah. Like they did, like Wiggins did, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I don't feel bad about it. I think he's James Harden 2.0 right now. You know what I mean? I think he's James Harden 2.0. So if you want to have James Harden, then take Luca. you know what I mean? But for me, I don't think that that leads to the wins. I think the reason Jokic is so valuable is because he he's so unselfish. Jokic doesn't really look like he wants to score 30. He's just going to do it if it needs to be done. You know what I mean? I think Luca's going out there like, yeah, I got to get 37. You know what I mean? And then you guys figure out where you can score. Yeah. But I got to get mine first. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... That's that's my take on it. I still think the guy's talented as hell. I watch him play. I'm like, this guy's nice, man. But there has to be a little bit more speed to his game, a little bit more decisive with when he's going to score and when he's going to pass. Because I think a lot of the guys on his team are confused. I think they're sitting there not knowing. You know what I mean? Uh, it's my, just my opinion. You know what I mean? I think a lot of guys are going to keep leaving. I don't think you're going to find a great player to play with him. You know what I'm saying? So that's my take on Luca. But I, I think he's nice. I do. I just think it's not going to lead to wins. All right. All right. I think they got lucky this year. I don't think they beat. I think the Clippers are going to come around and be higher than them this year. I think the Lakers will end up being higher than Dallas this year. Memphis will obviously be there Lakers. still. You're tripping, bro. Yeah, the Lakers will be better than Dallas. Who did Dallas get? They did. Like they don't even have they don't even have Brunson no more, and Brunson was valuable. The Lakers, Lakers yeah, the Lakers so will be better. Watch, the Lakers will be better. <laughs> Lakers will be better nah, than Dallas. Nah. They will. Nah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, nah. I'm not giving. If the they're not, that, no if more. the Lakers are not bet, put it this way, in my opinion, if the Lakers are not better than Dallas, LeBron should retire. LeBron should retire. I'm telling yeah. you. I'm I, I don't think so. There's no way. I think if the Lakers can't be a better team than Dallas with the guys that they have, that means Bron Bron's not Bron anymore. He's not. He's not. I think he's holding back a little. You know what I mean? I think, I think so. this year I think this year you'll see you'll see 
just a, be- a better version of LeBron. And he's going to have to justify showing up to the Drew League and, and playing in all these things if he's not going to be as good. Like, they're going to be like, bro, why were you playing? What do you mean? The guy didn't play basketball this year. What do you mean he didn't play basketball this year? Come, come, like, LeBron James' season ends in June. That's a LeBron James' season. Right? The guy didn't play basketball this year. This guy's season ended, you know, a little earlier than it should. Say that. Yeah. So it's not so yeah. it's not typical of him in that regard. Exactly. And I don't think he's looking to have that happen again this year. You know what I mean? If it happens again this year where he misses the playoffs again, then yeah, it, it's probably time to just wrap it. Because with the type of talent that's on the Lakers, with LeBron James there, there's no reason why they wouldn't be in the playoffs and fight and fighting for the Western Conference. Like, why not? They mm-hmm. got talent. They have Westbrook. They have him. They have AD. They have Beverly now. They got guys, man. Yeah. They got guys. So there's no reason why not. They have some young talent. They got some old guys. Why not? And they have LeBron James. So I think they should be fighting for that spot. I think they definitely should be better than Dallas. Dallas doesn't even have Brunson back. So who did Dallas bring in that would make them better this year than they were last year? I think Dallas is, if they don't make a move, they're not going to be as good as they were last year. Uh, Christian Wood or something. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They got Christian you know Wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's enough. Okay. And maybe Bullock, maybe Bullock is going to hoop. You know, I know Tim Hardaway was injured, yeah, though, yeah. so maybe he he might come back even better. But, oh, you know, see, I think the Lakers, if, if LeBron, if we can't get to a chance where we're going to win for real, just call it a day. Mm, all right, you heard that. <laughs> call, call it a day bro you've had an amazing career but and I think they should I'm not saying you should retire I'm saying they should make it they should be better than Dallas come on they definitely should be better than Dallas only time will tell only time will tell is there anything yeah. we're missing we're at an hour 22 let's see um, should we save it the only thing I the only thing I will say is I was watching Paul George play the other day yeah in a in a, in a Rico Hines run, mm-hmm. that guy's that guy's good, man. Yeah, like he, like he's really really good. Like he needs to be, he needs to be arguably in the top in the top ten, more so the top seven in the league for real. Like he is that skilled. He is that good. It's really it would really be sad to see him not get to do I think him and him and Kawhi this year they need to put everybody on notice because I know Kawhi if he's healthy he's gonna ball and man Paul George has the kind of talent like we're talking about Jason Tatum Paul George is nicer than that guy like he really is like he really really is yeah Yeah, he's really really good and the kind of handle he, this guy has, I'm like, man, I'm I'm expecting something out of this season, mm-hmm. and I'm expecting it from him. 
Like, I don't know what Leonard's going to be like. He might need to warm up and get back going, but George should be carrying these guys. The guy is just too good. Yeah. Too nice. It's a disappointment. I'm, I'm watching certain guys. I'm like, man, I don't know how, like, you guys, the type of talent some of these guys have. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the Clippers play this year. I think, I think it's going to be an interesting thing. Do you think um, with, with John Wall being there, who do you think starts? Do you think it's Reggie Jackson or do you think they make Wall take the spot and start? Reggie Jackson. Jackson, yeah, let him walk yeah, Tyler's, yeah, yeah, Tyler's smart. Tyler's smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He starts Reggie Jackson for sure. You know, Agreed. Yeah, I, I could, I could see them going small at some point and having the both of them on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, having Kawhi play the four or something like that. I can see something like that, like during the game or to end it off or something like that in in mm-hmm. certain situations. So. I, I do think Reggie Jackson starts, though. Yeah. I think Reggie Jackson, yeah, means no disrespect to Wall, but I think Reggie Jackson's better than John Wall. Mm. Well, we haven't seen Wall. I don't even know how many years we haven't watched Wall play. Well, but what from what I have seen and for the NBA style of play, Reggie Jackson's a better shooter, yeah. you know, especially off the dribble. So in the NBA style of play, you know, Wall's not flying in and dunking on people like he used to. You know what I mean? That's what gave Wall the advantage or the edge on a guy like Jackson. Although Reggie Jackson will dunk on you too. So I think if you're if you're judging the two of them right now, I think Reggie Jackson has more to offer as a point guard in the NBA. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think I think he's the better player and I think if you can convince Wall to be a six man then He'll be a very good asset, you know. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll definitely see. But yeah, I think we could wrap it, you know, for the most part. All right, brother. It's been yeah, yeah. I know there's Fun. a little bit more. Probably the the amateur stuff next time we get into a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is a great one, man. Everyone, thank you again for tuning in to the Ballers Edition podcast. And to the next time, peace. Hey.